0: what's for lunch t-double-b-l-c stay in your seat what's for lunch today
1: Sa-zeet. brown bag brown bag the brown bag lunch group all right welcome back episode two this week we got a great cast of characters. we got Devin Murray back from possible coronavirus, not looking like it anymore. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, no, I'm good. No coronavirus here.
1: There we go. And Drew, let's get some words in early. Uh, people had some <laughs> feedback for us last week. You didn't talk they for a They did.
0: Long. And I have some feedback for the people as well. Anyone oh. who thinks that I say the word globally weird can go piss up a rope. And with that said, I do want to apologize for all the coughs and sniffles early on last week. Um, you know, it's allergy season. I don't want to confuse anybody with, you know, this, you know, global pandemic or anything of that nature, so I am okay. Um, happy to be here.
1: All right, sweet. So Dev, you missed the Instagram debate last week. I did. Uh, I did. What do you think? What wh- whose side are you on on this one?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I feel like I'm somewhat in the middle, but I'd have to say I think you were a little harsh, Kurt, on the people that are posting all the all the birthday, the, all the reposts and everything. I mean, I'm okay with a few. Like, that's kind of where I stand. Like, I don't think you should never repost anything that someone's like, you know, someone's wishing you happy birthday. Like, you know, I'm guilty of it. I did it. I, but I think I only did one. It's the ones – the what kills me is when you have, like, 25 of them and it takes, like, 15 minutes to click through all of them. You have, like, a little caterpillar up at the top because there's so many things you have to click through like okay that's a little bit much yeah but to give a couple of the more meaningful ones i have absolutely no problem with and it was on twitter shout out drew Muniz for the for the shout out to our tweet there I do agree that it's like, okay, Instagram is a platform where you're, you want to showcase that kind of stuff. And so it's almost like, hate the, hate the game, not the player, you know, like it's so I, I'm not, I don't get like mad at people for doing that, but it just, at some point it's a little bit ridiculous when it takes too long.
1: Yeah. You're taking middleman Dan there. You're not going with either of your co-hosts <laughs> on this one, but, uh, we'll allow <laughs> it. Uh, the funny thing, my, my roommate, Mike Doherty, who we were supposed to have on, he had to cancel due to tax season right now. But, uh, He said they got pushed back with. Well, we're reposting the stuff on our story to, like, you know, get the podcast out there. And he's like, "This is kind of contradictory to my statement." I'm like, "It it is, but now it's the same thing. It's a teamwork thing where I'm thinking about the team, so I can't, you know, not globally, globally, (laughs) Drew, uh, self promote here. So
0: it's a company decision. And to be fair, too, Devin's point with the 25 to 30 posts, I believe that's sort of where your initial sort of, you know, lashing right. out began. I think yeah. that's where it sort of sprouted from. And then you sort of were like, you know what, I don't care if it's one, I don't care if it's 50. But but to be fair, to Devin's point, I do remember specifically, there were a few individuals who, you know, that's how it really, you know, started to get your, your blood boiling a bit.
1: Yeah. And we got an extra special episode for you guys today. Uh, we got the 2019 champ on the podcast today. We'll let that dive in. But Uh, Let's just talk a little bit about what Fiesta is in Gloucester, Massachusetts, boys, and what that whole week entails, and then we'll let uh, Derek Hopkins take it off from here.
0: Yeah, I think I would love to. Thank you, Devin. So I think what Fiesta is, it's definitely hard to explain. You know, we post the picture, you, you talk about it at work, and people are like, what the heck is that guy doing up there? And why is everybody on the beach cheering for him? And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, family and tradition um, in the Italian roots of the heritage of Gloucester. Um, I'm not Italian myself. This is very politically correct. So I can't really, um, you know, speak too far into it. But basically what I would describe the greasy pole as or, or the entire weekend as is just a celebration um of italian heritage and culture in gloucester and there's a little carnival per se um down in a parking lot go ahead
1: curtis Pop quiz who's who's the saint of fiesta this is a are you, top, a, are you asking us or yeah, are you asking i'm none? asking you guys
0: I, I know it should i say it yeah, or should we leave yeah, it up yeah, to go, the, yeah go yeah no go ahead i don't it's, know it's it. saint Peter.
1: okay
2: Just and you're not sure even you italian know. Yeah. I'm half Italian. I didn't know that. That's bad,
1: Dev. That bad. <laughs> I thought I could get Drew in the moment there to have a little brain fart, no, but I didn't. No,
0: no chance. <laughs> anyway, so there's a carnival. The bars are hopping. Um, they do some boat races and the greasy pole, which you know we'll get into a little bit further. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, long story short, there's a long wooden pole and people are running across it trying to get the flag. There's grease, there's soap, there's whatever on it. Um and whoever gets to the end first and pulls down the flag wins. That's the moral of the story. Um pretty high level. I don't know if you guys have anything to add. Um obviously we'd be happy to provide more context, but that's kind of the gist of it.
2: Go ahead, Dev. Yeah, no, I think I think you pretty much hit it. It's just it's just wild if anyone, you know, if you've ever been to it, just being down on the beach watching everyone on it's absolutely electric like you wouldn't think it the way that you hear that if you've never been there you're like what are you even like guys running on a greased up pole in the middle of the ocean it's absolutely electric though and you know you get bragging rights forever really if you if you're the one that finally takes it down and we've got we've got a true legend on the show today
1: yep three days of that competition the greasy pole you got friday saturday sunday and you know, you got what, 50 to 100 contestants up there walking each day. So one person comes off that pole a winner, uh, and we got one of them today. That's pretty much it. Uh, we will roll right into this special episode with uh, Derek Hopkins and the Greasy Pole Rundown. Here we go. All righty
0: folks, we have a very special guest today, fresh off the pot, tri-sport athlete from Gloucester High School, Palazzola's Junior League alumni, 2019 Friday, Saturday, Sunday, National Greasy Pole Champion. Welcome to the BLC, Derek Hopkins. We are very glad to have you on today. How are you doing today, sir?
3: I'm doing just fine. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. Yeah, I mean, this beautiful Saturday.
1: Getting you on the podcast probably was one of my most brilliant ideas. We really got to dig <laughs> into your entire friend group and get them on board this podcast and see how oh, yeah. it goes. But they're all texting Drew, me yesterday about it. Drew, lead us No doubt about it. What everybody wants to hear about from last year, 2019, and what is it, June or July?
0: Yeah, late June, early July, wherever you want to look at it. I think the week from you know Wednesday Fiesta to the Fourth of July is. Uh, can sometimes be a blur for most people, so we'll let you off the hook there, Kurt. Um, I mean, I'd like to start off w- what a run it was. I'd just like to have you walk us through a little bit um, you know from from the day that you signed up to Sunday night being a three peat champion what what was that like for you? And can you just give us you know a little look into into the life of of that you were living um, you know through that throughout that week and that weekend?
3: Well, it actually it goes back a year prior to 2018 when I was only 17 years old and you're technically supposed to be 18 to sign up for the poll but uh on the sign up sheet on the bottom there's a small line to have someone who's a legal guardian sign up for you so when I was 17 me and my dad went down to the St. Peter's Club we signed up for Sunday because that was my best chance of getting on if my dad put uh his name down and talked to some of the guys
1: past uh, yeah 96 and
3: 97 I believe and so he signed me up I got on for Sunday, we saw the sign-up sheet, I was walking in like the late 20s maybe, and uh, about a week goes by and I come home from work, I was working at the beach at the time, my dad's on the porch talking on the phone, and I remember I just kind of knew it uh, probably it didn't seem good, and I walked out and he's like, yep, sorry bud, they booted you off the pole, and uh, apparently some dudes were talking because I was only 17, they didn't want me up there, and that was it, they booted me off, but I always knew there was the next year, didn't really care. That just meant I got another summer to swim out there.
1: Yeah, and I and mean, have fun. lifelong dream from what I've seen on social media and stuff of you just really enjoyed anything to do with the greasy pole. And then people seeing your videos like walking after that year prior and just being like, well, this kid's going to be, you know, the next stud up there. <laughs> And basically seeing it come to fruition was pretty cool. And I wasn't even in town at the at the time. I was down in Texas, and I'm, like, texting my brother, calling my brother, trying to get live results and any type of video I can get, which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, they have the, – now they got the, the live stream. You can go on the uh, St. Peter's Fiesta app, and you can watch all the sporting events, the same boat races and everything live.
1: Yeah, we're a but, little, um, we're a little technologically challenged on this podcast, so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't up to date at that time. But.
0: And something funny to note there too. I remember um, that year when you you know you signed up, it, it didn't end up happening. I want to say it was maybe the day after, or at least within that week after the poll. I, I believe you posted on Facebook videos of you walking down and back multiple times. Yeah, was, uh... And and Curtis and and I and Devin actually were just talking about this before saying. Um, you know, without actually doing it, it almost seemed like that was just a double mingy to the entire organization and everybody who told you otherwise, because what a way to just tell everybody just, you know, F you and just prove them wrong. So that was just an an amazing job to foreshadow what was to come.
3: I captioned it. Uh, the only good thing about not walking this year is being able to come out the day after for one more year, like a little subtle passive aggressiveness, nothing, no shots actually fired towards anyone, but just, in general. You know,
1: let so the people know. Let the competition know that next year's going to be a a, oh, yeah. a rude awakening for, for some of them.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. And, and something else to add there as well is, you know, there's always talks between friends and families on that Friday, you know, who who's coming up, who's it going to be this year. I I had said Friday, you know, Derek's probably going to be the guy. There's a lot of chatter. Um obviously, you know, you're good friends with my sister, her friend group, they're all kind of talking about it so I was hearing the name a lot a lot and I, I had to go with it so and I gotta be honest I wasn't you know I was just kind of saying it because everybody else was and it was just unbelievable to watch the absolute dominance in all three days so <laughs> now I, I guess I, go fr- ahead Kurt. yeah
1: Friday you, what number <clears throat> walker were you to get to because it still had to get to at some point on Friday to then have the chance to go trifecta
3: I'm kind of having a, a blur right now but I want to say it was it might have been maybe 39 or 38. It was pretty late.
1: Like middle of the pack or is that a little later?
3: Middle towards the end, okay. I think. There were some guys after me, but I was towards the end. So there was a lot of people going before me. So I kind of went throughout the day just kind of, you know, just enjoying the day and knowing that it's probably likely that someone's going to grab it before me yeah. and just to enjoy the experience for what it was. And, you know, obviously not being a poor sport if I don't get a walk, you know, things like that. Just I was there for the sport of it, not to win. Yeah. But of course, if I got my chance I was gonna buckle down and do what I had to do. Yeah, exactly. No doubt about
0: it. I, I think that's the mindset you have to have as well. And obviously, um, you know, that's the right way to do it. So, you know, bravo to you, you did it the right way. There was no um I know you you know, for lack of a better term, you see a lot of people kind of bitch and moan sometimes about not getting a yeah. walk or or, you know, we'll get into this a little later, but old grease, new grease, you know.
3: Yeah, a big kid better of there. there's a big
0: thing. There's a lot of chatter out there. But, um, you know, one question I did want to get down to the bottom of is, what was it like waking up on that Sunday morning after, you know, after Friday? Well, you know, Drew, let's me. not skip
1: Saturday. Let's what? let's talk about Friday first, the outfit all choice. Right, go. You had the Marshall oh, the Farm go. stand on all week, right? I uh, started off with Buddy the Elf
3: from oh, the okay. Elf movie. I got gotcha. you. My brother dressed up as Santa Claus. I dressed up as Buddy the Elf. And my brother came, picked me up bright and early, probably around 9 or 10. And, uh, I mean, Fiesta is a pretty crazy time. You're usually out with your friends beforehand. So started off on Friday morning. wasn't feeling too hot, but I had a long day in front of me. My brother <laughs> picks me up. We go to one of, uh, one of the first houses, and uh, some of the guys are there. I don't really know a lot of them. A lot of them seem to know my name, and they were talking to me, but... I was just starting to meet a lot of people, and we started putting a few back, and we're just chilling, having a good time, and so and we keep moving around, and we end up at Peter Black's house, which is one of the last big party spots you go to, everyone's there, and there's uh, a lot of people trying to say, oh, rookie shotgun, and they pull all the rookies over, and then you finish a shotgun, and they come over and go, oh, now you got to drop this nip, and uh, my brother was like, Jesus Christ, he took me over to uh, Sebastian's Pizza, Got me a water in the slice and had me sit back for a few because everyone was trying to get me hammered because they knew I had a good chance. Yeah. And uh, we go down the <laughs> house and then we're walking by the St. Peter's Club. We're about to go down to the landing and hop on the boat. And I see my parents for the first time since I left that morning. And uh, me and my brother walk up and me and him are all, we're having it, we're, we're feeling good, we're all, we're happy and whatnot. And uh, my mom and my dad were looking at me my mom's freaking out. She's like, Derek, are you all right? You need a water. And I was like, Mom, I'm fine, don't worry. I found out after the fact. I mean, me and my brother walked away. My dad turned to my mom and said he doesn't have a shot. He's lit up like a Christmas tree. There's no chance he takes it down. Wow. I get out there and uh, a lot of people say, oh, don't worry. You hit the water once. You sober up. You know, you'll be fine. And I got up there and it just, it all felt natural from like all the years in the summer going up there. Nothing felt weird. A lot of people said, oh, it's a lot different walking with the crowd. But when they call your name, you don't notice anything. It's just nothing but you in the pole.
1: A little tunnel vision. So I get up there. What was that a little tunnel vision almost like everything yeah, clears up it. Yeah,
3: and so we get up there the uh, first round goes by and uh, there's some videos that uh Gabe Castello took from on the pole and you can see my Friday and Saturday walks from up there and uh, All the people are like, oh, let's go bud. Give him a show Everyone's real nice up there and after the walk the camera turns to my brother and everyone's like he's gonna fucking win it Like that's it and my brother's just like hell. Yeah, and uh, the whole round goes by, a bunch of good walkers, a lot of people getting really close. It's a little nerve-wracking, but uh, I kind of just, I didn't watch a lot of it because it's a little its a little scary to watch. And, you know, everyone's getting real close. So my brother turns to me and he's like, Derek, there's about 10 more walkers. You're up real soon. Yeah. And uh, I remember Santo Parisi gets up and uh, I just, I had this feeling that he was just going to, he was going to take it down. There wasn't much grease left. This is late second round. And I grabbed his shoulders, I was like, Santo, flag's right there, dude, go grab it. And he steps up and he's getting out there, he's like three quarters out, a couple steps from the flag and I thought he was about to take it, I was ready to throw my fist up in the air and then he took a step in the grease and his foot slipped out and me and my brother looked at each other and just nodded our heads, no words. And then a few walkers later, they stepped up, I heard my name called and then it's like everything around you blacks out and it's like nothing but you and the pole. And I just, before I could think too much, I just went.
1: That's awesome. And then, and then shout out, That Kamish, is
3: absolutely incredible.
1: Santo Parisi Commish of our Fantasy Football League, clearing <laughs> a little bit of that grease off and getting de hop the pole on this one. Team player.
0: That's a team player move right there. Oh, yeah. What a Friday experience. And shout out to Sebastian's
3: Pizza as well. Yeah, Sebastian's Did they Pizza. Did take you to say you that? Pepperoni slices, save the day.
0: Yeah, how many wow. free
1: pizzas are you getting out of that after this? I think every, um, every year we need to get a, a pizza beforehand <laughs> on that one. <laughs> uh, after, I don't know if it was
3: after Friday or if it was after Saturday and Sunday, but Pier 23 said, uh, Greasy Champ Derek Hopkins on Facebook, come on down for a free burger or whatnot. And I ended up not coming down because like, it just didn't work out. You know, I wanted to go with some of my friends, but uh, no one ever wanted to go, so it just didn't work.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, you got to take That's advantage amazing. of all the spoils of becoming yeah, the... The Friday, Saturday, or Sunday Greasy Pole champ. You know, you can say hello to my mother. Go around town. Kate Hopkins. Hello, hey there, Mama Kate. Hopkins. Guest How starring on the podcast. Oh, Yeah. Hey, he's a hot item to get on the podcast these days. I mean, you get a three time champ, you got to get him on. Give the people what they want. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And then let's talk about Down in the Water with the Flag. You know, you got the whole progression that goes from. Getting onto the beach, then up through the sand and walking down the street. Uh, Just talk us through that a little.
3: Uh, So a lot of people would say you pull the flag off and then, you know, when you start to get close, you kind of you hear the crowd getting revved up, you hear people screaming and then you hit the water and it's just silence because you're underwater and you get a moment to yourself to just be like, oh, my God, what's going on? This is crazy. And then you come up and then it's all loud. There's people swimming to you, splashing water at you. You can hardly breathe. People kind of drowning you a little bit, kind of pulling you around, it gets a little crazy. And the swim in is uh, when it kind of starts to hit you and people people are asking you like, like, how does it feel? And you're like, I don't even know. And I just kind of backpedaled and pushed the flag behind me. And uh, my brother wanted to carry me up the beach so he was swimming right next to me. He's like, Derek, make sure you get on my shoulders, make sure you get on my shoulders. And I hop up there and uh, he starts carrying me by. All my friends are around. I see everyone I know. My dad runs up to me and it's just this crazy feeling. I'm just, I don't even know what to do. So I just start screaming chance to fill the, fill the void of almost awkwardness in a sense. Cause it's like, <laughs> got eyes on you. you're just, you're up above everyone else. Everyone's looking at you. And, uh, People are like handing you like a drink and you're just holding that and then you get carried by like the all the officers on the horses and you just gets a little awkward for a second. <laughs> uh, everyone's around. We That's get down incredible. by the, the shrine and uh, before I can even really do anything, they've got like a camera. The guy on the news is like asking me questions. I don't even know what he's going to ask me. I have to think on the spot and try not to look like an idiot on the news. And uh, <laughs> it's just all in all a crazy feeling. And then after that, I like, took some pictures with some kids and my friends with my girlfriend at the time and then and then just barefoot walked back to the car went home and took a shower and just kind of relaxed for a little bit
1: yeah that's i and, mean uh, that's got to be a pretty wild like i don't know 30 minutes to an hour ish afterwards oh, where you're yeah. just going through crazy, the pretty cool though like having the family there having your brother like by your side oh yeah. i i'd compare it to golf uh caddy my brother always caddies for me every year a club championship and just any yeah. like cool experience you have that you can just reminisce every year and be like that was fucking awesome i mean oh yeah when we get, get together, we'll, we'll, get
3: together. We'll, we'll just all share stories about the weekend what happened and i'm sure those stories will go on for a lifetime
1: oh absolutely and absolutely and then let's talk about maybe friday night going into saturday uh see what the friends so, are saying what you're doing uh to prepare if anything or just going out and just winging it because you know that's how you roll, maybe.
3: Well, uh, so after after Friday, I get home, taking my shower. And this was probably the only time I've ever felt like somewhat of a celebrity. My phone was popping off. I had people. People kept texting me, congratulations, this and that. And I didn't want to just type the same, like, thank you, bro. Like, appreciate it. So I was like trying to think of different responses and just answering everyone. And uh, my buddy, Ryan Muniz, was uh, texting me. He's like, yo, the people want you at my house. We had some of our friends there. He had some of his cousins that can't flew down for a fiesta. They were there. And at this point I was just trying to relax a little bit before I went out and he kept texting me, come on, the people want you bring the flag, come over to my house. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm coming. And I get there and I walk up his steps and round the corner to his porch. And I just kind of hold the flag up and everyone goes wild for a minute. And it was real crazy. Everyone was talking to me and he had some of his cousins there who aren't from the area. Yeah, And they were like, oh, we want to, we want to ask you a question. And I was like, all right. And they were like, can we see your feet, like your big toe? And I was like, uh, this is a first, and yeah, you can see it. You can see them. <laughs> and, uh, this is the first time I took my shoes off to show people my feet. It was a really weird, weird thing.
1: Yeah. that's. And they're
3: actually also on On Sunday, someone took a picture of me and my dad's foot side by side, and I joke about how me and my dad's feet broke 100 likes on Facebook just having our foot, our bare foot,
1: that the is a that's, that's
0: absolutely oh. incredible.
1: Yeah. It was weird. I mean, to, yeah, basically what I saw too is I know all your friends, Ryan, Colby, and all them. Like they were practically, yeah. it seemed like your agents down like at Fiesta. Yeah, oh yeah. Which was hilarious <laughs> to yeah. me.
3: At night we would, we would take the flag and then we would just go like, we'd walk down to Fiesta and we'd just walk with the flag and we'd had our little posse each night. And we would walk around chanting and just holding the flag up. And uh, we'd go make a run through Fiesta and then down by the fort and then come back around and then walk back down to like Munzee's house or wherever we went that night. And it became kind of our thing each night to just walk around with the flag. Yeah. And we'd get a lot of attention. People would uh, beep their horn when they'd come by or they'd yell across to us. It was pretty crazy.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And then- That's
0: absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and then going into Saturday as well, like a question that I had is, what what were the people saying Saturday morning into Saturday afternoon? Was there an expectation at that point that it was yours, just given um, you know the performance well, on Friday? What was it like for you, you know, going from Friday to Saturday?
3: Uh, well, I'm gonna backstep a little bit before Friday. Even Austin Sousa made the power ranking, which I think he does every year, which yeah. is a real tough thing to do because there's a bunch of guys, bunch of good walkers. Some people are, you know, I mean, there's opinions. Everyone's like, oh, why isn't this person on? Why is this person above this person? But it's typically based off of the past year's walkers and walkers in the past, but I'd never walked before. And Audie threw me in the second spot of the power ranking under, I think, Randy Sweet. So in the comments, there were people that were like, who the hell's Derek Hopkins, this and that. And I was like, just another kid who grew up on the backyard pole. And someone goes, watch him win this Friday now, this and that. And I remember after Fridays, uh, the guy re-commented on the string in the comments and was like, this aged gracefully, like, this worked out perfectly.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like a cold when, takes exposed. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> when Smart we got line. to
3: Peter Black's, they uh, they come out with a, uh, a board that has the odds of all the walkers. And, you know, some people are, like, will be one in a million, one in 25, one in 30. And they had me with a W and a circle around it. And people were like, like, damn, I've never seen that before. They've never put a W on the rankings and stuff. So then after Friday, everyone was like, oh, shit, this kid's for real. Like, let's see what he can do Saturday, though, because one is only one. Yeah. And uh, so I got out there Saturday and, uh, you know, somewhat the same deal. A lot of people coming up to me, trying to get me going, talking to me, whatnot. But I had a lot of my friends out there that day. So it was real fun to go around with them. Uh and now I had Mark and Ryan that day, Mark Smith and Ryan Muniz. Yep. And it was just kind of the same deal. But the thing was, after Friday, Saturday, I, was, I just had a lot of confidence from the day before. I just got out there and just kind of comfortably did what I did. Didn't let anything get to me. Just got out there and pretended like it was in the summer. No one watching. Just yeah. having fun.
1: Yeah, I'd be reminisced if I didn't mention this, but Kenzie said to get your comments on colby's walk did he go friday then
3: colby walked sunday
1: oh was it sunday okay okay so we'll get in yeah we'll get into that but he needs your comments on (laughs) it because he said he needed to hear what you had to say
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that was a funny one
1: Uh, but yeah then saturday you know leading into sunday here now going out Saturday I guess and then we'll talk about any nerves you had or it doesn't seem like you would have had any at this point just because you're like crowds not really affecting me here it's just tunnel vision but that's a whole nother ordeal yeah. when you just did it two days in a row
3: yeah Sunday became like the final test it was like can he do it
1: yeah I and mean that's they're...
3: what everyone to see everyone was will he do it on the last day
1: yeah the final character in Mario like to take over Bowser or something yeah 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 <laughs>
0: I think after seeing Friday and Saturday too like it obviously gives you confidence but everybody else like at that point it like Curtis said it's that last step to to greatness almost and you know you've kind of got your feet wet um quite literally and to have the chance on Sunday to three feet that's an absolutely incredible position to put yourself in and um you know all all the credit to you it was it was it was an absolutely great experience for someone who You know, coming in on Friday, had no idea what to expect. And then just watching kind of the mood of everybody around you, everybody on the beach, just just change into Sunday.
1: And then to get into a little here of the craziness, what I think is people not rooting for you to chase history on Sunday because it it makes no sense to me. The gripes on the beach would be like, oh, well, he trains, so that's BS or whatever. And I know you have a totally different take on that. Uh, and to maybe put some of the haters in their place here. So
3: when I was about four years old, my dad is working up in Boston, still does. He was coming home one day from work, and there was a big, huge yard filled with PVC pipes. If anyone's been on the pole, it starts out, the diameter of the pole is pretty thick, and towards the end, it, it gets a bit smaller. So if I was to best compare it, the PVC pipe in diameter was close to the diameter of the end of the greasy pole. and it was roughly 20 feet long so around half the pole and if you put dish soap on that pvc pipe it's borderline slipper than putting grease on the real pole that's what my brother and my dad would always say and so when i was four my dad came home with this and he's good with construction and and building things so he built a mini replica greasy pole in the backyard and to me and my brother it was like this huge deal because we idolized my father as being a past champ each greasy pole we grew up we'd watch him walk We'd hear the stories, we'd see the videos, and we wanted to be just like him. So he came home with this pole, and for years I would dress up in Halloween costumes, and I'd go out there on my own, and I would be, I'd be by myself out there. I'd, I'd lube the pole up with dish soap. I would steal all the soap in the house, hand soap, shampoo. Like I would steal – my mom would get pissed sometimes because there'd be no <laughs> soap. And I'd go out there, I'd dress up in my costume, and I would be the, I'd be the dude announcing names, and then I would also be every walker. So I would, I would announce like myself as first, and then I would walk as far as I could. And then I would usually use like my friends' names or like just common names I could think of, and I would, I would walk for them, and I would always go not as far when I was a different name. <laughs> and then I would announce my name, and I'd, I'd walk out and grab the flag. And it was just, it was just, it was my, I found enjoyment in it. It's what I did for fun. It was never like, I'm going to do this for years so I can win the real one. It was more like, this is fun to me, so I'm going to do it because I like doing it.
1: Yeah, and, I, and then, it's, it's gripes about like people who've won in the past, too, who have walked the pole in the summer just for fun when they didn't have it closed yeah, exactly. down and everything. It's like it's not people trying to go out there to, you know, at the end goal, go win Greasy Pole Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like, hey, we're just doing this for fun. This is like one of the yeah. you know, most iconic things in the city that we have. So why not?
3: Exactly. And uh, so once I was old enough, my parents would actually let me go out to the real one around... Around sixth grade summer, I want to, I want to estimate. I started to hit up all my friends, and I had, I had a group of friends that would always be down to go out there, and so we would, we'd swim out there in the summer. My dad made me a little flag down in the basement, and so I'd bring the flag down there. We'd stop at, at a market basket, get a big can of Crisco, maybe a couple of cans if we wanted to go in that day, and uh, <laughs> we'd get down to the beach, and we'd sometimes we'd mix up dish soap with Crisco. We'd get anything we could. And we'd get down to the beach. I'd find a pretty big rock, put it in my pocket. And then uh, everything kind of floated besides the rock. So that would go in the pocket. And then you would just kind of push the flag in front of you. And then while you're in the water, throw the Crisco or the soap about 20 feet in front of you. And then just push the flag and swim. And then throw the soap and the Crisco and then push the flag swim. And then everyone would help each other get everything up the ladder. And then once you got up top, one of the guys, which a lot of the time ended up being me, would walk out to the end and then slowly sit down on the end of the pole, and I'd have someone come out with the flag, or I'd just go with it. I would take that rock out of my pocket and hammer the the flag into the end of the pole, and then I'd have someone walk out with the Crisco, and I would shimmy backwards and just put the Crisco in front of me on the pole, and then I would shimmy all the way back to the platform, and then we would just take turns going one after the other.
1: I mean, and, and uh, it doesn't get any better than that. That's just like kids going out and playing freaking wiffle ball, you know, when they're growing yeah, up exactly. and just having a good time in the summer. Like, you're not going to stop us from doing that.
3: No, and the, we would always see uh, the same beachgoers at Pavilion that'd be sitting there in the summer, and they would see us come down the beach and swim out, and they'd they'd watch us walk it. And then we would always wait until maybe the uh, the tour boat would come by, and we would hear the guy talking. And if you look to your right out of the boat, this is the Greasy Pole. A bunch of Italians dress up in costume, and they try to walk out to the end, and uh, if we get lucky, one of these kids might walk out for us, and they'd be like, all right, Derek, go get the flag, go get the flag, and I would just run out and like grab the flag,
1: <laughs> scream to the people on the boat, and they'd all love it. Yeah, that, that's your yeah, first that's crowds awesome. right there off the, uh, yeah, that off was the it. old Harbor tour.
3: Well, and, but then, uh, so <laughs> once I started doing that, the pole in the backyard was kind of taking up space, and uh, my dad kind of took it down and, like, tucked the pole away, so for years on and off, it would, the pole itself would be tucked away. And then sometime I'd get bored. And like, for old times sake, I would drag it out and just walk it a couple times to reminisce on old times when that was the pole. And then it would get tucked away again for maybe a year or two. And then I would take it out again. And we've since donated it to some friends for who have young kids. And my dad went and kind of mounted it up for them. And now in a couple of years we might have another couple of champs coming
1: yeah,: Now more than a couple of generations down the line to yep. uh, to keep Train-Am. that name keep that name going on that.
3: <laughs> My dad that's, always had this crazy awesome. idea yep. uh, that probably would be a good idea, but there, there would need to be some permits, and there, it would be tough to do, but he said we could we could take that the mini greasy pole, set it up down the beach, and then have like kids pay and he'll sit there and announce it like the real greasy bowl but for like little kids and like put some stuff on it and let the little kids have a little junior pole out on the beach but uh there would be a lot that would go into that so we never really tried to do it but it was just a cool idea he had once
1: yeah definitely a cool idea it's like growing the game in any like sport that you would see is to just continue the tradition and get more and more younger generations involved because that's how it gets better
3: exactly the young kids coming up all those kids that I used to go out to the poll with in the summer, uh, JT, Tyler Parisi, Mike Sands, like they're all up there nowadays, Saturday or Sunday. Mike's got a couple wins under his belt, too. That was real exciting to grow up walking with him and then seeing him win it in, uh, I think, 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. talk us through uh, the <laughs> celebration, seemingly, on the end of the poll, Was it impromptu? Was it scripted? Because uh, that um, was third round, or third round, right? On third sunday? or like the, on sunday yeah it was second round first walk oh second round first walk okay
3: yeah and so so that was that's what my dad did back in 97 yeah. he stood at the end and he held his fist up and there's uh there's pictures of him out there holding his fist up and uh cool little backstory i'll go on a little tangent real quick that picture was taken my dad standing with his fist up like this and right after that picture was taken his hand was kind of slipping on the flag And back then, I guess they they used bigger nails or the the flag was tougher to get out. So he's trying to pull the flag off and he winds up popping one of the nails off and he falls off and the the flag slips out of his hands and just spins upside down. And it's just still hanging on to the pole. And my dad just swam back to the platform, got up, they re-nailed the flag on. And the same day, a round went by, no one got it. And my dad got another chance and he walked and got it again. So sometimes when people ask about my dad, I say he's won two and a half times
1: because he uh-huh. <laughs> at
3: the end flag spun upside down. He went back up, and the same day he got it again.
1: Gotcha. So as long as that's but, nailed, still on there, they'll just retack it.
3: And- yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Unless like it comes off, or if it's high tide and you can reach it, I don't yeah. know. I assume. Uh, my dad said there was guys up there screaming, I'll fucking kill you if you take that flag. Screaming at him, and he was just <laughs> like, I'm not
1: going to deal with that. He's like, you fine, I'll, I'll just win it next round. Flag <laughs> back up, yeah. Give me <laughs> so another good. shot. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then, so You did about, win Marshall's Farm Stand at one <coughs> one point, right? Yeah, on Saturday and Sunday I wore okay. it. Okay, gotcha. Now, at, I can get into that you one. win Saturday. Was it uh, like... Uh, what do you call it? Good luck charm to wear it again Sunday, or you just wanted to wear? Well, it? So, he texted
3: me, uh, Bob Marshall. He was my former boss. I used to work at Marshall's Farm Stand. Uh, I know. He Bobby. texted me on. Uh, he texted me on Saturday and was like, "Hey, great job! Like on the poll yesterday, that was real exciting to watch. Uh, I'm not going to disclose any any numbers, but he was like, "Oh, I'll give you this much to wear a wear a uh, Marshall's Farm Stand shirt on the poll today." And so I jokingly said, oh, Nike offered this much. You're going to have to match it or raise it. And he goes, haha, that's funny. I'll give you this much today. And if you win, I'll give you this much more to wear the shirt again tomorrow. So I was like, all right, done deal. Where can I get a shirt? And uh, he says, my buddy Aiden McCarthy, who still worked there that year, he had a shirt at his house. So we stopped by Aiden's house. I went in, grabbed the shirt and just threw it on. And I just had shorts and tights underneath it. And the next day I wore it again. And my dad had took an old pair of jeans and kind of frayed the bottom. So they were like cut off jeans with frayed short jeans. And then he used the pieces of denim that he tore off and he made little straps that went up and over here. And we took a few vegetables and put them in my pocket and got like a, a straw hat. And I was just kind of a farmer for Sunday. <laughs> and then after that, he, uh, he went out to my mom on the beach and handed my mom some money. and was like, make sure Derek gets this.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty crazy that's pretty, pretty unreal that is, yeah and that us, is so sick very cool on his side of the story too being like hey let's yeah. let's do this and let's get this get this out there do some little advertising, yeah, little advertising out there advertising. on the pole and having having the belief there to be like yeah he's probably gonna win this again twice <laughs> yeah exactly and, uh, we got a picture of him and his son on sunday after he came over by
3: the shrine and got a picture with them too at the flag it was pretty exciting yeah but uh so back to the picture we were talking about or yep. back to the stance at the end so my dad got that picture like I was telling the story and I growing up even when I was a lot younger I always knew like I want to get that same picture I want to I want to recreate the same picture my dad got we could have you know the same two which we actually have upstairs and so my friends my brother my, like people knew I wanted to get that picture but I didn't know when I wanted to do it and I came to the conclusion whether it takes me eight years or not i'm gonna wait until sunday and i'm gonna try to get the picture on sunday because that's that's the day sunday's the day of the champs that's when everyone's out there so i went out there friday just was comfortable did what i did ran through the end and then on saturday there's a clip that i uh, gave Castello films on a gopro you know throughout each day and he took a clip of me and was like and was like, oh, what do you say? Like, you're going to throw the fist up today or what? And I, and I was like, no, triple crown. We're going to wait till tomorrow. And then that was before I even walked Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, people that knew me knew, like, I was probably going to do that. My brother knew. And I got my chance. And because of the story from my dad, I thought that the flag was going to be on there a lot, a lot tighter. I thought it would be harder to pull off. So when I got towards the end, I took that last little slide and I grabbed the flag, and and the nails just came out smooth as butter. And I was I was assuming the flag would slow down my momentum from the slide, but I kind of just kept sliding. And if if you find there's a certain picture, I can send it to you after if you want to like put it up real quick or oh, something. Oh, absolutely.
1: But, we'll th- uh, toss that right in the I can
3: my knees bending, and I'm trying to like keep myself on the pole, but I'm kind of leaning off. But it was just long enough to get the pause, hold the fist up, and get the picture. And then my momentum just slid me right off with the flag. And then that was like, that was the moment, like, holy shit, we did it. Like, this was what I've been wanting to do. Triple crown first year and throw the fist up.
1: That was like my dream when I was growing up.
0: Storybook ending. A storybook exactly. ending, no less. That's, oh, that's like
1: one of the all-time Fiesta pictures we got. Uh, like, you got oh, people yeah. creating... I got a laptop sticker on my laptop right now of that pose. I yeah, got that on the back of my laptop, too. You I got, got the, all the, the Gloucester little... gear stuff that is exactly. pumping yeah. out. So it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's... Yeah, storybook ending. It doesn't get much better than that. And just hearing the entire story of it, uh, going from, like, you know, when your dad set up that pole when you are young... And then now passing it down to other kids to just have a good time in the summer. I mean, doesn't yeah. doesn't get much better. No, not at all.
3: It was perfect
0: ending. That's amazing. And we want to thank you again for for coming on. This has been absolutely incredible. And wh- one last question too, um, yeah. from me is you know, outside of what you just shared, um, is there anything in the off season? Any training being done? Um, you know, I know right now. Fiesta is, uh, you know, some would say possibly pending. So I want to know if there's mm-hmm. anything you did, um, you know, prior to the 3P or this year um, to, to kind of kick things up a notch, stay sharp, and, and stay fit for, for another year of, of, of a championship run.
3: Uh, probably not the answer you're looking for, but absolutely nothing.
1: There you go. You just, you just that's the answer I was hoping for.
3: That, that's, that's all there is that's to it,
1: probably- folks. Yeah.
3: And you, know, you tell your stories, you get ready for some new stories the next year, and then you just go out and you do it all again. Hope for the best. It's it's one step wrong out of like forty steps. It's very easy to miss step once.
1: Yeah, and you're so only walking
3: Sunday now. Ever, each year's different, each exactly. walk's different, you never know what's gonna happen.
1: And you'll it's be never a done deal. You'll be second next year in the lineup, correct? Because yeah, whoever's be Saturday. On
3: Sunday and whoever wins Saturday will be first.
1: So yeah, you never, you never know who, who the next year is coming up if it's the next, you know, Derek Hawkins. Yeah, no. There'll always be someone in front of me that can shut me down. Exactly. Let me
0: just say that the haters are praying to God right now that that first person pulls down that flag. But oh, <laughs> well, yeah. let's, hope, let's hope they don't. Uh,
1: run it up again. Run up the yeah, score.
0: Run it up, baby. And my last
1: question from the podcast uh, earlier this week, Instagram birthday repost on the story. We want to get your opinion on it because me and Drew uh, differ. Okay. I'm personally not a big
3: fan. It, it's like nowadays all your friends post a picture of you on your birthday and then it's like you have to repost their picture of you onto your story. I personally I'm not a fan. I personally will just send someone separately a happy birthday, maybe in a group chat, but I just will, I'll text someone separately and that will be my way of showing like, hey, I care about you. Happy birthday. I don't feel need to post a million pictures that they have to then repost. Just let them know. Let them hear it from you.
1: I, and that's I my- totally agree with you. I'm glad I'm on the right side of history. The polling <laughs> showed that that's the right side of history. I'm sorry, Drew. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So be it, folks. Derek, thanks for coming on. Uh, one thanks of the for having me. Humblest, great. humblest kids I've met. I mean, doing oh, that God. all God. weekend, and I've never heard a bad... A bad word about you. Uh, We like to think of the old adage. What is it, Drew?
0: Good kid, better walk up. But we're actually going to switch it now and say (laughs) good walk walk up, better kid. Much better kid.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So we'll end it on that. Thanks for coming on. All right. And we're back going on to our last segment here we're going to talk a little bit about screen porches maybe a little back porch versus front porch why down south has more screen porches than up north other than the obvious weather Uh, so with that i've just moved into a house recently that has a screen porch on the back we moved a tv out there i don't think i've spent more time on a porch in my life than i do right now granted i'm in mary esther florida and it's 75 degrees beautiful every day not to rub it rub in the guys' face. Rub it in. But, I GFI. mean, it's delectable, and why don't people have this up north? Because you could have it all summer. Granted, it's only three right. months long, probably, but, I mean, I wouldn't leave that place.
2: I mean, I do. <laughs> we talked about this, right? I'm one of the few people that, like, has made use of that up here, and the fact is it doesn't get used that often, right? Like, all winter, and it's also, it's not like... Like you have to take everything down, you know, we spend a lot of time every year taking down, putting up all the screens that are in there because of the, you know, during the winter, you can't, it'll ruin everything in there uh, when it snows and everything. So it is a lot of, it's a good amount of work uh, to maintain. So I guess that's why a lot of people just are lazy and don't want to maintain it like that. But it's absolutely worth it though. Like I spend so much time out there in the summer. It's just like we get the wind chimes out there and it's beautiful um so it makes a lot more sense down south when you can use it all year and you don't have to worry about like the maintenance in the middle of the winter and everything but you know still even just for a few months it's so nice here in the summer that you know it's it's beautiful to have that out back completely echo
0: okay didn't realize i was gonna get introduced but uh regardless (laughs) i completely echo what devin said um i had some great memories last spring on the screen porch uh my heart was ripped out, clean out of my chest, thrown into a blender and fed to myself as the brilliant <laughs> seven of the Stanley Cup final as I sat out on that screen porch. <clears throat> and, um, you know, just to just to kind of follow up on that as well, I am a back porch guy. Um, I like the privacy on of a back porch. I like the idea of still um, sort of being reserved and being um, in private and being able to kind of do my own thing. I, I'd like to think of, you know, anybody who is solemnly a front porch guy as someone older than 70 who uh (laughs) drinks five days a week and And (laughs) wow kids that's the way i look at it like old people like get off my lawn like stuff like that see i i
1: I would actually argue here because i grew up with the stoop parties drew on july 3rd you know you've been there during these yeah and there's nothing better than the stoop party. You get all the neighborhood walking around, driving past. You're yelling at people. People are just randomly driving around. Eli Horn driving up the street one year, just hopped in, walked down to us to the boulevard for the rest of the night. And that's what it's so all about. Th- it's a community so thing on the, thing, the front porch.
0: Here's the thing, Kurt. Yeah. If it is my decision, I'm going to go on the back porch. If I am put in a position where the party is on the front porch, sure. Yeah, why not? I'll hang out there for a little bit, you know. I, but after a while, I like to just kick back and relax in the privacy of my own back porch. And, and, and you know, going off of what Devin said as well, um, there's nothing better than taking advantage for the, of those few months with the nice weather. Um, I think for us, we definitely, we appreciate it a little bit more than you do, Kurt, as you're rubbing it in. <laughs> um, I think, you know, after you go through the rigors of a New England winter, there's nothing like kicking back with an ice cold Sam Adams summer, you know, maybe a cigar if that's what you're into and kicking back in your screen porch. And hopefully, you know, the screens are installed, you know, properly cuz if not the mosquitoes will get you. So
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> just to set the scene on the the back porch here. I'm thinking come late October, you know, maybe the NFL has started back up. It's a brisk 63 degrees. Uh, we're we're running into the central time. It's a 7 15 p.m. game instead of that 8 15 which is so nice i think central time zone is the best time zone by far you think so oh uh, with game time i've been
2: i've been out i've been out west before and just being able to have like that west coast time i think that's a great thing being able to like wake up it's like the one PM games start at ten AM instead. So you wake up, the games are going right away and then it's all you know, you're done, ready to go to bed by nine, ten o'clock. I, I I kinda like the West Coast. I think we kinda have it worst on the East Coast.
1: I don't think the East Coast is the the West Coast is too early for me, but that central you think so? mountain time is iffy, but Central one hour back is like perfect. I can go to bed right after that prime time slot. But sitting on the back porch, that's it. I mean like Drew said, sipping on whatever you got out there and spending yeah. the just the entire day. If you got a dog, bring the dog out, let it run around. Perfect.
2: Yeah, I feel like I, I'm kind of more on the back porch. I almost think that front porch. I, I kind of agree with Drew. When I think of front porch, I don't think of like get off my lawn type of like me, old <laughs> guy. but but I am thinking about like kind of an older crowd like sitting out on the front and um. But I also don't live in like a community that's like people outside all the time and everything you know so it's not like i have people walking by my house uh if that was the case i'd probably be more inclined to be on the front porch but from my experience i like being out back um and like just kind of the privacy of it and you know I'll have like a few of my cousins over and you know just some of my family and we can just hang out on the back deck and in the privacy of the, of the back deck I think I think it's a lot of fun. And the, the back deck you can have that kind of like a little afternoon but I've also had a lot of like really fun like late nights with a ton of people out there on the back deck and I feel like that's not quite such a, a front deck type of thing you know.
1: I guess I mean you guys are like if Gloucester was a beach you'd both be on the private ends of the beach <laughs> for, for where you are located we're down in in central gloucester there's a million people surrounding us you know there's no hiding breathing down your neck the seagulls are coming down trying to get your sandwich and when i think of front porch i want front porch the stone pillars are uh like american facade in the front and put me a rocking chair out there yeah it sounds old but that's what i that's what i need
2: well, you're an old man, Curtis. You know, at heart, you really are. So, I, Mc- I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that you're a front porch type of person.
1: The McDonalds grew up on the front porch on Harrison Ave. Every Sunday, out on that front porch. <laughs> so, with that, that's all we got for today. Uh, hope you enjoy. Like we said, the greasy Pulse segment that was a lot of fun to get into the insight of the guy behind the wheel, the guy yeah, behind the history.
2: I- Absolutely. I'm excited to get on here, too. There's my first episode on, and I'm going to hopefully have a mic coming in soon so I sound a little bit better.
1: Yeah, those, those laughs were a little crazy on here. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through them. All right, with that, Pat Goss, thanks for supplying the music, taking us out. Oh, and before I forget, we forgot to get the answer out of D-Hop on Colby Mitchell's Sunday walk. And I quote, he said, An unreal walk. That's all, folks. See you next week. (laughs) Brown Brown Bag Lunch Crew.